but you're not playing the entire week in that you just need to have three or four really like hardcore 30 minute catching sessions. And that's, 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 that's just four. That's four lucky. I, it's, I, I stand by the fact that 460 excellent throws in Look, a week is, is a healthy amount. I'm not, and I'm impressive. not going to say what I want to say, but I'm, <laughs> what I am going to say is that about an hour in, I did to, to, to this community classic. I did message Kyle and said, Hey man, how are those excellent thr- throws coming? He's like, they're not <laughs> now. So, so in my defense here, okay. <laughs> after you said that, I'm like, all right, now I actually have to try and get excellent throws. Mm-hmm. And it was much better. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight during the Lunar New Year event. PvP players have a new chase. Double extra small Pokemon. Unleash the beast within using Primal Reversion. Let's turn up the heat with Numel and Camerupt. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 222. It's January 21st, a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're both fresh from the fight, as it were, with uh, Larvitar Community Day Classic which was uh, just a, a couple hours ago, not even two hours ago it ended. It's 6.52 right now for us here. Uh, so maybe some intrepid raiders are even yet still out there knocking out Pupitar. Maybe. Who knows? What, did they have raids? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I, do, I don't pay attention because I don't participate. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's everyone now, but I, I don't remember for sure. But hey, that's great. SmackDown is fantastic. We will talk about our Community Classic experience uh, once we breach the news topic here. Uh, but before we get started, shout out to our patron community. Thank you so much to all of our patrons for your support and for helping us uh, keep this show going and doing what we do. We appreciate you very much. More about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. Uh, but Mr. Kyle, last week we set some goals and oh, then we were boy. unable. We were unable to uh, find a time to record. I was pretty stinking ill this week. Like, I had a cold since last Thursday that just put me on my butt. Um, and so Kyle was very nice enough to be like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. We don't have to record on Tuesday. <laughs> I didn't even have a voice. Um, so we're going to have to reschedule that recording for next week. And I'm excited because we're going to have a mutual friend, uh, fellow podcaster and guest on with us. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but we set some goals a little bit ago. We didn't get a chance to set Larvatar Community Day shiny goals on air. But Kyle and I did talk about it in discord chat prior so we set some of those goals so we'll reveal those goals (laughs) here as well uh but for our old ones mr kyle you wanted to finish the fairy badge this was off of uh you know finishing the twinkling fantasy event up yeah it it did not happen no oh man what you couldn't find any or you just forget no i just i didn't get to play as much as i was originally planning due to other circumstances unforeseen circumstances yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough uh what about shiny zekrom did you get lucky in that regard no not at all okay 
Uh, buddy progress for Hundo Chandelure and come up with a nickname. Yes. Although not a lot of progress. I, I am out of Poffins finally because oh. I haven't seen very many research tasks for scanning for them. So that's finally run out. Okay. But, you know, um, great friends or whatever the second heart is. And he's officially named Lumiere. So. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like that. Beauty and the Beast reference. Uh, but I will say, you claim the two of you are, are great friends. Now, if I were to ask Lumiere the same question, would they agree? <laughs> Probably not. He's like, like <laughs> shove some food in my face and then just ran. Yeah, yeah. We went for a walk, air quotes. And what you did was let them out of the ball and just started walking. Like, if you keep up, you keep up. If not, I don't know how you couldn't. <laughs> All right, great. For myself, oh, so sorry. Out of out of the original set of goals, that's a one out of three for Mr. Kyle here. Um, but we say that with sympathy because he's had he's had one heck of a week. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Bad news bears over here at Club Cocast. Life is hard sometimes. Uh, I wanted to walk 50 kilometers because I was riding uh, very high on my ability to go on walks and then I fell ill. That's hilarious how that goes. Didn't happen. One shiny that did that did actually happen. I can tell you. Oh, it was an onyx. I got an onyx on my God. Adventure sink. Fifty eggs to hatch. Um, I I did I did that by today at least. I have much more than fifty eggs hatched, but I couldn't tell you by Tuesday what it was. I don't remember. But um, that's two out of three for me. Hooray! Um, now for our our community day goals, let's just. Read them out really, really quick. Kyle wanted at least 15 shinies and at least 200 candy XL. I was looking at 25 shinies, 250 XL, and 200,000 experience. So uh, I suppose if we're going to talk about Larvitar Community Day, let's just hop into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay, let's knock out Larvitar Community Day Classic. So... Mr. Kyle, did you get your 15 shinies? I did. Okay. What about your 200 candy XL? I did. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So did you get like much more than that? Like, I, what did. I got like 340 XL, Ooh. but I also haven't transferred any yet. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> so yeah. How was that possible? Uh, I mean, mega How evolution. How many did you catch? Uh, let me tell you. Hang on. Okay. Uh, 500. Hmm. Wow. Something, something's just not adding up right with my, with my numbers based on what you just said. Maybe <laughs> I was the one that was disproportionately unlucky in the candy. XL. Did you have a mega? I did. Okay. Was it? I did. I had higher than level one. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. It was a, it was a shiny aerodactyl. So, okay. Yeah. The shininess doesn't mean anything other than me just bragging about it, but that's, we're go players. We all understand where I'm coming from. Um, okay, well, congratulations on both of those. Good, good on you. Uh, Twenty-five shine. Oh, how many shines you get total 50, out of the fifteen? Uh, Twenty-six. Oh yeah, nice. Look at you. Okay, uh, for myself, twenty-five shinies. I caught forty-three. Jeez. <laughs> there was. I sent Kyle a screenshot, and I posted the Discord. I think, but uh, there is a screenshot from my journal where I caught four. Shiny Larvitar back to back to back to back, all within literally the same minute. 
uh, and it, it, it felt good. It felt great. <laughs> 250 XL candy. I only ended up getting 339, I think. I think it's a little bit more than that. I kind of forgot to check until I was about an hour in. And I was at like 170 XL candy. I was like, I probably was at 150. So that, that was the number I was looking at. And then 500,000 experience. I really underestimated my ability to gain experience this event. Um, <laughs> and I walked away with 1.8 million. Uh, no friendships. Yeah. I also got about a million experience. <laughs> wow, so. nice. Yeah, buddy. So where does it put you now on your um on your XP needs? Uh I'm halfway to what is this, 48, I think is yeah. where I'm right. Right, I'm 47. I'm double Something checking. Because like I don't remember. Yeah, I think that that's No, halfway to 47. Okay. All right. Nine eight and a half million out of eighteen million. Less we gotta pick up the pace man you gotta pick uh, up the pace. it's winter i don't play a lot in the winter that's i know but but a million at this event is good that's great awesome um but yeah oh i caught 829 that was my final number yeah buddy all right so that was larvitar community day classic spawns were good for you spawns were great for me they were fine nothing nothing spectacular really yeah i definitely felt like i was drowning in them where i was playing um but yeah, no problems whatsoever. No lag issues. No nothing. I didn't see anybody, you know, say online that they had issues with their events. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it was just golden across the board because it was kind of an exciting community day, even if it was classic. So anyway, let's move on to new news. The, the real news, I suppose. Lunar New Year 2023. Uh, this event is actually currently live and it ends on Monday this monday trainers it's time to celebrate the lunar new year in pokemon go pokemon like bunnelby and baneri will appear more frequently in the wild and trainers can look forward to other event themed pokemon appearing in the wild in raids and hatching from eggs it looks like all trainers luck will also improve during the event you'll have an increased chance of encountering shiny darumaka an increased chance to receive lucky pokemon in trades and an increased chance to become lucky friends uh, i have done a grand total of zero trades this event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have been opening gifts. Have you been sending opening gifts at all? No. You, you know what? You know, what I, I figured out what it is. My tendency to open up gifts aligns with a seven kilometer egg pool event. Yep. So sounds about right. Yeah. Who would have put two and two together there? I think everybody but me until I realized just now. <laughs> uh, so when was this event or when is this event? It did start on Thursday, January 19th at 10 a.m. Uh, and it runs to Monday, this upcoming Monday, January 23rd at 8 p.m. local time. The Wild Encounter Pool includes Ponyta, Magmar, Mag Magikarp, Slugma, Nummel, Combi, Baneri, Fennekin, Bunnelby, Flareon, and Darumaka. If you saw the event details for this uh, post like really quite quickly if you went into the blog post and, and poked around like pretty much as soon as it was pushed it, it did show fennekin as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having a shiny possibility that has since been fixed the image has been fixed right there's no shiny sparkles there but we did not get some sort of like public tweet that was like whoops trainer sorry about that no shiny fennekin you know how that's gonna happen like <laughs> Uh, so it's been kind of a rumor that it could be shiny. Uh, I'm here to tell you. We're both here to tell you. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Mm -mm. Uh, bonuses for this event. Increased chance to encounter shiny Darumaka, like they said. 
Uh, and also the other two ones, uh, increased chance for lucky Pokemon in trades, increased chance to become lucky friends. There's also two times Stardust from opening gifts. And one <laughs> additional special play can be made for a maximum of two per day. Pretty standard friend-based fun event stuff. Timed research, lucky wishes. Trainers will be able to access branching timed research that grants their wish for bonuses that revolve around either hatching eggs, the duration of daily adventure incense, or collecting stardust. The path you choose will determine which bonuses and tasks you have for the event. No matter which you pick, which wish you pick, rather, all trainers who complete the research will receive a lucky egg and other items. They will also have the opportunity, the, the privilege, if you will, to encounter the following Pokemon. The first one, I kid you not, is Magikarp. <laughs> <laughs> of course. There's some good stuff in it. It's just so funny the way they word it. Like, you'll have the opportunity to encounter a Magikarp. <laughs> Right. Uh, Azumarill, Combuskin, Daramaka, Galarian Daramaka, and, uh, you know, Bunnelby, the real chase here. Uh, so, you know, the Daramaka encounters are good, but Daramaka itself is pretty prevalent in the wild, actually. It's less of a rare spawn and more of a uncommon spawn, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And as slightly teased, there is also a seven kilometer egg pool shakeup. Uh, and it will include Chingling, Riolu, Daramaka, Galarian, Daramaka, and Scraggy. Yes, it's time for us to throw our money at the potential of a Riolu shiny. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, for four days. That's right. Exactly. I think I've only hatched 40 of these event <laughs> eggs. Uh, and I'm still not. I, I think I hatched two Riolu total so far. Only 40 eggs. Whatever, man. Hey, that's that's uh, that's easy, easy money. It's an easy amount for other events, but seven kilometer eggs, honestly, no joke. It slows me down, man. Give me those, those community days where they're like, oh yeah, two kilometer eggs. I think burn through them. Love it. I think you might be the only person in the world to say that. What do you mean? That likes having the two kilometer eggs hatching? Yes. I just like hatching eggs, Kyle. I don't. I don't know how much more straightforward I can be about I, this. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> telling you that you're in the minority there. That's fair. That's fair. That's okay. I'm not looking to be liked here. I just want my other egg hatching uh, brethren and sistren. What's what is the what is the gender neutral version of brethren? I don't know. Fellows. <laughs> sure, fe fellows. That's is fellows that's gender like an, neutral. That's. I think that's from an academic perspective. It would be right. I'm not sure, type. but my other egg hatchers out there, all of you, you know who you are. Yours is the only respect I want. <laughs> I don't, I, I think other egg hatchers are still in the boat of, no, I don't want to see 2K eggs anymore. It's, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Maybe I'm just messed up. That's a certainty, not a possibility. <laughs> all right, let's talk about raids really quick. In one star raids, you're seeing Hisui and Voltorb, Shinx, Daramaka, and Galarian Daramaka. For three-star raids, Flareon, Shuckle, Blaziken, Drudagon, and Diggersby. The Diggersby can't be shiny. Yeah, yeah, as you'd expect. Strange. Just a strange Pokemon I have there. Five-star raids. Regice is back. <laughs> yeah. Regice is yeah. back. <laughs> Was shinies. anybody missing it? No, I don't know. It's very strange to have Regice in this raid pool very strange but whatever mega raids you've been seeing low punny thrown around 
Field research tasks the encounters you'll find are Charmander, Paris, Syndical, Torchic, Chimchar, Combi, Baneri, Tepic, Darmaka, Glaren, Darmaka, Fennekin, Bunnelby, and Linton. <sighs> that's, that's all of them. Yeah, they're like red or fire or a bunny is the idea there. Uh-huh. Avatar items and stickers. There's a red lantern backpack. It looks pretty all right. And stickers is the usual jazz. Buy them in the shop. Get them in gifts. Spin stops. You know how it goes. Please don't buy stickers. Please. Um, I beg. I've bought stickers, I think, maybe four times total. Oh, my gosh. But, like, uh, I bought Cyndaquil stickers when it was Community Day. Uh, But, you know. Okay. Yep. Or not Community Day. One of the other. Was it? I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. Doesn't matter. The one where he's got the best buddy ribbon on. I love that one. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, Mr. Kyle, any parting thoughts on the Lunar New Year event? It's it's pretty solid, um, but does anything jump out to you in particular? It'll be interesting to see at the end of the weekend any numbers that people are able to post about the increased chance for Shiny Daramaka. Yeah. Because it's not very often that they specify an increased chance for a shiny that's not like specific to a community day. It's usually just, it can be shiny. Yeah. And uh, for them to mention it, it means that that rate is probably significantly boosted in some way. Uh, even though you and I have not seen one yet. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's a solid event. Like I said, pretty interesting stuff. If you like rabbits, it's cool. A little bit of confusing choices made here with like, you know, diggers being three star raids. I don't quite understand. I mean, it's, it's the year of the rabbit. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's it's diggers be in raids and then low punny and mega raids. I suppose we didn't have a mega raid. Then they would put low punny in raids. So yes. Yep. Yep. You just, you just stepped me through. The, the thought process as my brain was doing it. <laughs> I was like, oh, low punny has a mega. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I just don't like it because it's not shiny possible. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. It's a bummer. Uh, but other than that, seven kilometer egg pools. Love to see it. It's great. All right. Next piece of news here. More extra, extra small and extra, extra large Pokemon have been discovered in Pokemon Go. Trainers, we have some extra, extra large news. How cute. After discovering XXS and XXL Pokemon last month, we've now discovered that those sizes of all Pokemon are now available in Pokemon Go. So keep a sharp eye out for your favorite Pokemon. The next one you encounter may be teensy tiny or absolutely enormous. (laughs) For more information, it sounds derogatory. (laughs) It might be a teensy tiny or a real chunker. For more information, including how to recognize different sizes of Pokemon during encounters or how your Pokedex tracks sizes, check out our blog post from last month. So they have a link to it there. So you'll find that in our show notes for sure. Now, uh, this is retroactive. There are some extra, extra small and extra, extra large Pokemon that will show up now in the search. That did not before. I think it was just Poochiana and Hound, uh, Mightyena, not Houndoom, Mightyena. Uh, just those two that before, but now it's been added. Uh, and just today, Kyle, I think I told you some wrong numbers. I caught two extra, extra small, not three, two extra, extra small Larvitar uh-huh. and four double XLs. Huh? I caught four extra, extra small and one double XL. Okay. Did you swipe between uh, a regular one next to it? Didn't try to eyeball the size difference. 
Uh, no, but I, I noticed it when it spawned and I was catching it. So like, oh, okay. When it does the little sparkle, that's not shiny sparkles. Yes, it definitely oh, looks smaller. It's very like, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the way that it zooms in, if you're not ready for it, will catch you off guard, and you're like, oh my goodness, what's happening here? That said, the the pop up for the updated weight and height. It's oh at the at the bottom when you're looking at the mm -hmm. it's real obnoxious. Yeah, the the thing about it for me is that you you can't immediately exit away. There's like a a one or two second grace period for it, and that to me is unacceptable. (laughs) I just it just looks bad. Like it's a it's a cutout from the Pokedex pop up. That I don't know if you'd shown me that as a screenshot before it was in game, I would have said it was somebody badly editing together an image for a proof of concept mm-hmm. on Reddit. Maybe. Um, to me, it, it could look really poor. I just want to dismiss it as soon as possible. Get back to play. You know? All right. So let me, I'm going to throw this out there, Kyle. So what? So what about double extra small and double extra large? What, what, what does this mean? What does this matter? What does this affect in the game at all? Well, I mean, nothing really. Mm. You'd but, be most correct. <laughs> but it's cool. Pr- pr- pretty much that's kind of it. It's cool. It was really cool playing Legends Arceus and seeing visible size differences between Pokemon. Oh, yeah. And okay. so I would like that to continue throughout all of Pokemon, like forever now, please. Yeah, just, just put like just, a 1.5 times size on it or a 0.5 times size on it, and there you go. Easy peasy. Yeah, it just it just gives more life to the world and the Pokemon that exist in it. So it's just a positive. It's another thing for people to collect. People yep. like having things to collect. So someone out there is going to want a complete double X small Pokedex, and now they can work on that. Hey, I'm here for them. You keep going. There, You know what? Niantic is also very happy with you because they get to sell you more storage <laughs> down the road. <laughs> you and me too, friend. Uh, okay, so there's one gigantic benefit here that I saw today and it made me laugh. Are you ready? Oh I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic. But it is actually a functional use. I was like, oh, that's fun. So um, with some Pokemon that are just naturally large, right? Like Ursaluna. When you use it in PvP, it covers up so much of <laughs> the screen that you can't count attacks oh accurately God. sometimes. It's, I saw a bunch of people talking about on Twitter about how all PvPers should should go for double extra small Pokemon, especially for large Pokemon naturally, because oh you God. can count you can count attacks. Pokemon Go players, competitive <laughs> video game players are the worst. No, I mean it's it's dorky, but I really did love seeing that it had some sort of it's, use. It's very it's funny cool. until people take it too far and they're like, "Oh my yeah. god, you're not bringing a double X small Ursaluna to this cup." Yeah. Because you know that's going to well, happen. Someone's going to be giving grief about it. That's the benefit of PvP, all the competitive stuff, and this being like you by yourself and not on a team. So you won't get that whole, like, why didn't you bring Flash <sighs> conversation you have in League of Legends, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I brought Hex Flash instead. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, last piece of news here. Uh, and this is both big and not big at the same time. It's kind of difficult uh, to, to really square it. 
It's also both surprising and unsurprising at the same time. Primal Reversion has been discovered in Pokemon Go. Trainers, something big is coming. Primal Reversion has been discovered in Pokemon Go, and trainers can experience it for the very first time during Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn, Las Vegas. Primal Reversion is a phenomenon powered by natural energy that transforms select Pokemon, which gives them a new appearance, improves their performance in battle, and war. Primal Reversion has been observed in two Pokemon to date, the legendary Pokemon Kyogre and Groudon, originally discovered in the Hoenn region. When you collect enough Primal Energy, Kyogre and Groudon will be able to undergo Primal Reversion. All right, so... There's a lot of this stuff. Kyle pointed this out to me ahead of time. This is essentially, in more or less words, the same thing as the mega energy system. And so we're only going to really flesh out the bits and pieces that are dissimilar to what you're already used to with the mega energy system. But to just sort of sum up this first part, you know, you can only have one mega or one primal. You can get the energy. They're all going to have individual energy for it. There's not going to be primal energy. There's going to be primal Kyogre or primal Groudon energy. Um, and then it's going to work just like Mega Evolution. Uh, and it's going to, you know, increase its primal level. So if it's Mega level when you evolve it over time, um, you know, and your primal level increases result in fewer resources needed to primal, uh, re primally revert. <laughs> What, what do you what, what do you say how do you say this i'm just i'm just gonna keep saying primal reversion as much yeah. as possible to to go primal it's gonna cost less energy and uh less of a cooldown just like the mega system currently works so here's where it's new you'll receive bonuses when your kyogre or groudon reverts to its primal form when primal kyogre is in your party in your party, like in your battle party, water, electric, and bug type attacks will benefit from attack bonuses in raids. So not just water, like you'd see from a regular mega. In addition to water, you'll see increases to electric and bug types, which is sweet. When Primal Kyogre is your buddy, water, electric, and bug type Pokemon will grant you additional XP and candy. Now, that's that has to be your buddy. So both of our thinking here is, uh, is that if it's in your party and it's your buddy, you'll have both of these bonuses technically active at the same time, right? Even though they, they serve different purposes. And this similar situation is true for Primal Kyogre, or sorry, Primal Groudon as well. If Primal Groudon is in your party, Fire, Grass, and Ground will benefit from attack bonuses and raids. And if Primal Groudon is your buddy, catching Fire, Grass, and Ground Pokemon will grant you additional XP and candy. So it's a wider net for the bonuses we're already pretty used to, but there are some specific things that need to be met, like it needs to be your buddy, etc. And you can see a Pokemon's primal level and the bonuses granted by that level by navigating to the Pokemon's page and tapping on the primal level icon. Now, without seeing screenshots, Kyle, I think it's safe to assume it'll be in the same place that the mega stuff would be, right? It's, it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, we don't oh, I have to put on the other side just because I guess so. But like that would only be necessary in Pokemon <laughs> that would both have a primal version and a mega evolution. And those or if they don't... just wanted to mess with you or that. But those Pokemon don't exist. Um, so outside of them just wanting to mess with us, me personally, that's how it feels sometimes. Uh, it'll probably just be where mega would be. Right. Yeah. A new Pokedex category 
The Pokedex category for Mega Pokemon will be updated to include Pokemon that have undergone Primal Reversion. Truly sealing the deal here that they are going to treat these just like Megas. I mean, to be fair, a Primal Pokedex would be two Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in their defense, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, and then Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn encounter Primal Kyogre and Primal Groudon in Primal Raids, Primal, 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 during specific periods, beginning with Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn Las Vegas. Primal Raids are similar to normal raid battles, but the Pokemon you challenge should be more powerful than those you may have encountered previously. Same deal as Mega Raids, y'all. Don't, don't be intimidated by this. If you've done a Mega Raid, you can do this. No problem. Well, it's it's going to be a Mega Legendary okay. Raid, though. So okay, if you've yes. done Mega Latios, you can do this. Be specific right. here. But I wouldn't be like, oh, no, this is too much for my five-man regular five-star yeah. team. No, you can do it. Well, also, Groudon is four times weak to water. So, like, you're, what are you worried about here? <laughs> it's four times weak to Kyogre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then trainers will have the opportunity uh, during both Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn Las Vegas and Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn Global to complete Primal Surge field research, which may lead to increased opportunities to encounter the primal versions of Kyogre or Groudon in raids. Unsure how that's going to work. That's here. kind of weird that I was like, oh, okay, there's going to be encounter in the research, but no, they threw it in the last line. They said in raids. In raids. So yeah. what What do you mean increased opportunities to get them in raids? The opportunity is so, already 100% if the raid's there. I think, here's what I think it is. I think the primal surge field research is field research that's associated with some sort of global effort. Okay. Primal surge is probably a thing. And then when we hit a certain threshold, I'm sure like the, it'll trigger the raids or at an increased rate or something. That's the only way this makes sense to me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's, I yeah. don't know. If only we had more clear communication. Clarify. Maybe. Please tell Maybe. me information. <laughs> All right. But there's one last little bit of really exciting information in this. And they kind of buried the lead here, in my opinion. I mean, primal forms are sweet, but let's get real for a second here. Featured attacks. You already know what's coming. <laughs> Kyogre. Kyogre encountered in primal raids will know the charged attack origin pulse. And in trainer battles and in gyms and raids, it's got 130 power. Similarly, almost identically so, Groudon encountered in primal raids will know the charged attack precipice blade. 130 power in both trainer battles and gyms and raids as well. Uh, moves going to be good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be, be good. good. I've I've seen the numbers, but I don't have anything in front of me right now. But it's it's very good. Yep, yep. So this is really exciting. Um, Kyle, I'm going to pass it over to you to give some feedback first here. But but give me some thoughts on Primal Reversion. Do you think they handled it right? Do you think it should have been more with more pizzazz than Mega? Or you know, what are you thinking? Uh, well, I I have two thoughts. One, I think it's cool that they tried to make it different in adding extra types that it's bonus to because in the main series game, primal Kyogre and Groudon, but more specifically Primal form, are very weather-based Pokemon. They they set weather, they benefit from it, they make you build your team around that. So to also boost the other types that would benefit being in that weather, that's cool. That is what that is. Yeah. So oh, the like three grouping is rain and the second grouping is sunny. Yeah. Oh, you're so smart. I didn't realize that. <laughs> but like, yeah. It's oh, like, that's cool. Uh, oh my God. Now, I feel so dumb, Kyle. 
<laughs> How did you not notice though? Did you look, just look at bug type when you're like, yes, I did. bug type. I, t- I tunnel vision on bug type pretty hard. <laughs> Oh my you didn't wonder why grass was grouped in with fire no, and ground. Whatever, man. I thought they were just spreading the love. I'm like, whatever it takes to get bug in the mix, it can have grass. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but so so here's the part that's a little bit strange for me. I, I don't think it was necessary to separate it between partner or between party and buddy. I think it's just a needless extra step for the player to, to take part in. Because the player's going to do it. Like, it doesn't make sense to Mega Evolve and not have it as your buddy because of the extra candy and experience. It just there's there's no sense to not do it. Yeah. I think they're just trying to be very clear. And in this in this sense, it kind of just doesn't make sense as to why they would be overly clear. Well, I'm just saying, why is that or that restriction? It shouldn't have to be your buddy. It's just keep the same rules as Megas. I don't I don't think it needs to be different. And then it's yeah. a small one. Primal Groudon got the short end of the stick again. Oh as no! Is Groudon's <laughs> tradition? Well, so so here's funny. People are like, oh, three three types are boosted. That's awesome. Well, that's only one more type than normal because eighty percent of the megas you're going to do are dual types, anyways, to cover as much type as possible. Oh yeah. So Kyogre is a monotype. It's water. Even at Primal, it's water. So it still gets Electric and Bug. That's a bonus. That's two. That's cool. Groudon is ground. Primal Groudon is ground fire. So it already boosted fire and ground going is by it? mega rules. It really, it, it is, really? They yeah, gave it, it a secondary typing in Primal and Kyogre. They're just like, I just keep it the same. Yeah. I, what? What? I just want to talk, Game Freak. I just want to talk. What, what's going they on? They definitely should have made like Kyogre water electric or something, at least so. The ground cancels out the electric, and then it's just fire water. They still lose, but whatever. Anyways. Yeah, return to form. So it's it's just kind of a funny thing for me. I'm like, well, so I guess Groudon also boosts grass type, Yeah, which is cool. It means you can bring Groudon to a grass raid and still get extra candy for catching the grass Pokemon. That's a bonus. Yeah, yeah. give that bad boy fire punch with oh a elite TM, right? Wasn't well, that no, the thing? Don't, don't even bring it in the raid. Who cares? Just <laughs> it doesn't have to be your buddy you're being insensitive <laughs> uh, also this is probably just a lack of communication here but it doesn't specify XL candy it just says candy and I'm hoping that's not that's just their communication there you're right it does say that or it doesn't say XL because the mega levels and primal levels I'm hoping the whole point of leveling them up is to get the extra XL and also the lower time to yeah them Fair enough. Also, this is just a, a bad thought. Do you think they're going to have the free level? The free primal reversion on a timer? Yeah, I would say I can, they will. I mean, I can see them not is the only thing. Well, because it's, it's you know, more lucrative in their eyes to yeah. use. But the thing is, is that they're not like, uh, they're not. They're not Pokemon that aren't already notable, right? And but with like, their primal forms, they're going to be very strong. Like top of the charts, Kyogre is going to be number one water type, right? So that doesn't make sense to me. I, I, that would be cool for an incentive if they were trying to incentivize the use of like Mega Alakazam or something that doesn't get a lot of use, right? I don't know. It's no, because then it doesn't encourage use. Because if you don't get your free Megas, 
then you have to do a raid and every mega evolution is a raid. And even at max level, every two mega evolutions is a raid or whatever. It may end up being how, how fast you do the raid, I suppose. Yeah. And they know Groudon and Kyogre raid sell. They don't sell as well as Rayquaza, but they sell. So people will do them, but now people will have more reason to do them. This is just the pessimist in me, but they don't mention it. <laughs> and that has me worried because they do yeah. mention lowering the cooldown. Sorry. They do mention less energy when you keep evolving it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be identical the way that Megas are used, but I understand your concern. Um, and a paragraph would have really cleared that up, but here we are lacking. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see in uh, just uh, one short month. Are you cautiously excited at very least? I mean, yeah, I love, I love primal Kyogre and Groudon. I will well, definitely. Sure. But the feature, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, it's the same feature we already have. I can't really be more excited for it. I'm excited yeah. for the Pokemon to be released so I can yeah. have my shiny primal Kyogre. Oh, man. Just, the models look so good. Yeah. They look so, so good. But anyway, uh, that's it for the news section. Uh, and this week, since we had so much news, we decided that we were going to gloss over gear up, which means that we're going to pop right on over into Pokalore. And this week for Pokalore, we're going to be covering um, a pair of Pokemon uh, that I feel like is underrepresented, even though we see it rather frequently, uh, you know, now that I think about it. But we're covering Numel, the Num Pokemon, and Camerupt, the Eruption Pokemon. Starting with Numel. Numel is a yellow quadrupedal Pokemon that resembles a dromedary camel with a volcano-like hump on its back. I hope I said that. Is it dromedary? Dromedary? Hmm. Hopefully I was close. The hump is green at the very top and fades out into yellow with small green spots. It contains magma of almost 2200 degrees Fahrenheit or 1200 degrees Celsius. <laughs> a female will have a bigger hump than a male. It has bangs on top of its head, sleepy eyes with brown circles around them and short stubby legs. In short, number is adorable. Number is a very strong Pokemon having served humans for many years with its ability to carry heavy loads up to 220 pounds or, you know, 1000 kilograms. If you don't use freedom units, <laughs> however, it slows down when wet and cannot stand when it is hungry. That due to its like a problem. It's very relatable Pokemon to be honest with you due to its dull wits. It keeps getting better. It does not notice when it has been hit. Numble lives on volcanic. Mountains. <laughs> I like those two, those two sentences next to each other leads to, probably disastrous situation it's it's oh they just they go so good with that theme too because numble's abilities in yeah. the main games are oblivious and simple <laughs> what does simple do again uh it prevents is prone to wild stat changes wild stat changes Doubles the number of stages that a stat is increased or decreased when the move, ability, or item is used. And Oblivious is the opposite, right? Like, its stats can't no, be... Oblivious is you uh, are immune to attract. Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Numble. Well, let's see how Camera Up then shapes up. Camera Up is a quadrupedal Pokemon that resembles a Bactrian camel. 
It has two gray volcanoes on its back, which are bigger on a female's back than those on a male. It also has a stout body with red shaggy fur and three blue blue ring-shaped markings on both sides. It has bangs on top of its head, droopy ears, and a tan furless muzzle. And we're going to talk about the Mega because even though the Mega is not out, the Mega is awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. As Mega Camera up, the humps on its back have transformed into one large and very active volcano. Its fur expands and grows to a point where only its hooves can be seen. And its ears and the tufts on its head grow thicker and longer standing on ed. end. It gains a gray M on the front of its face and loses the three blue rings on its body. Magma is constantly bubbling up from within its body. It has a deep hatred of water or any moisture <laughs> with an explosive personality and a short temper. The volcano on its back erupts constantly in an effort to intimidate its foes. Volcanoes are intimidating. I will give it that. Its body contains amounts of molten lava of 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit or 10,000 <laughs> degrees Celsius, which Camerupt voluntarily erupts out of its humps if it is angered. Otherwise, its humps erupt automatically every 10 years. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> uh, as shown in the anime, it can become uncontrollably angry when it is struck in the face. It lives in the craters of volcanoes. <laughs> I like how it's just, it's literally a ticking time bomb. That is wild. Uh, here are some stats. I threw in some mega stats too for it to be fun. But for regular camera up, max CP at 40 is 2193. And at 50, it's 2479. Uh, but the mega, which is interesting, at 40 is 3220. And at 50, 3641. Nothing to sneeze at, really. Stats. I mean, that's not, no, that's not good for a mega. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes camera up. Uh, like on the chart <laughs> that's huge for camera up yeah yeah uh mm. is it on the chart though it, i don't know man i think so I, it's I think a ground so. type it's got ground on and ground on breaks 4k by itself yeah but and and fire right so i mean it's fire it's got to compete with reshiram <laughs> who's probably at like 3900 yeah, but primal crowd on like you just said is also fire type, right so Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so stats for base form is 172 stamina, 136 defense, and 194 attack. And on Mega, same stamina, 172, 183 defense, so you saw an increase there, and 253 attack, which is much better than 194. Yes. <laughs> uh, best moveset, you're going to want Incinerate with Earth Power and Overheat. So uh, they are positioning this as a fire type. So maybe it'll be okay. It's not a dragon type. I understand. I mean, but maybe it, it'll be fine. Like, okay. But like competition is stiff. Sure is. Sure is. That's why they got to push this one out sooner than later. So it gets a moment to, to shine, you know, yeah, their opportunity is gone. Like, yeah. I mean, sure, we're going to get it eventually, but it would have been better to get it before hoeing to her. I 100% agree with you. I'm hoping that we might still get it prior, but we'll see. Um, but I have a good feeling that Nummel and Camerupt are going to be pivotal, I think, theming-wise moving forward. I just have a good feeling about it because it seems to pop up a lot. Very common filler, and it needs its mega still. So this is the year of the Numel. okay? That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay, and that's it for Pokalore. So I believe it's time for, uh, yes, that's right, it's Pokepool time.
So last week's Pokepool was, which Pokemon or type of Pokemon do you think deserve more attention in Pokemon Go and why? So our first response is from Maxitron. They said, bugs and poison type feel underdeveloped in Pokemon Go for the most part. It feels like too few of them are very useful or as useful as Pokemon from other typing like fire, ground, or dragon. I know part of what handicaps them is how they and their utility translate over from the main series games. Poison types rely on the poison damage over time and things like Venoshock more than raw damage and bugs hardly have pseudo legendary stats or even legendary stats due to them normally reaching their full potential at early game levels. Yeah. We have some great moves for each typing, but I would suggest a harder hitting bug charge move and a harder hitting poison fast move. Something like hydro pump for bugs. They don't have a type advantage over many things anyways. And maybe something like Dragon Tail or Charm for poison fast move damage. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, if if Acid Spray ha- wasn't already a charge move, that would have been a good fast move. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. It's a... That's a... Didn't we... We just got a... Not just. It was like three seasons ago. Now time is kind of crazy. But they updated Poison Jab, right? Yeah, Poison like, Jab is really, really good. good. Like it's Poison really Jab good. is really good. The problem yeah. is there's just not enough poison pokemon to take advantage of it mm, but you know and the poison pokemon it. that do have it are good nia lego <laughs> like queen uh Nido queen um and roserade those yeah. are like the three <laughs> i didn't hear your first one but drapion is oh drapion is good too um nia lego well. oh yeah okay fair enough yep yeah that's fair and that said there are some poison and bug types coming up from the later generations there where they kind of started to fix poison and bugs a little bit. We yeah. still haven't gotten Volcarona, but Volcarona is actually going to be good. Volcarona is really good. It's, it's got pseudo legendary stats. Uh, yeah. That's the one you're looking for, but unfortunately it also has a, a good suite of weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. So. And also watch it, not get a bug fast move. Yeah. I don't actually know what's move set. It probably can learn like incinerate for its charge move, but um, yeah, something like that. I think, I mean, bug buzz is pretty good when we're talking about bug charge moves, but it def- we definitely need a bug buzz that does more damage than all that. You know, lunge is pretty good too. I'm not entirely, no, I mean, these, these damage totals are low, but yeah, I can't think of anything else. It, uh, I, I just had to look really quick. It can learn bug buzz, so there's a possibility. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. That's literally the only one it can learn though. Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on though. I, I definitely agree though. Bug and poison yeah. need more love in Pokemon in general. Agreed. Our last response is from the form of an email from Miles, and they said, "Hi, duders. I hope your show. Oh, I hope your show. What the? <laughs> <laughs> I love your show and have listened to it for a while now. I'm at my house a lot, so I'm able to listen and play Pokemon Go a lot. To answer the Pokepole, I would say the most underrated Pokemon type slash Pokemon, in my opinion, is Pidgey." Since the start of the game, Niantic hasn't done anything to them. I don't know what they would do. Maybe a new move or a branch off evolution like Ralts, something. That's all I have. Shiny vibes all. I don't think we're going to see a branch off evolution because Pokemon Company, when they make new generations, uh, bird type Pokemon seems to be, and Pikachu clones, seems to be one of the wells they uh, will have never found dried up (laughs) (laughs) i would i would be so down for like a new generation where 
it had every single rot one bird, but it was different. Either, Hmm. either in the form of like an Alola alternate typing or in the concept of the divergent evolution, convergent evolution. I'm sorry. Yep. From Paldea. That'd be, that'd be wild. Just all, all nine birds just go one generation. It'd <laughs> all be so nine good. Bird, that would be pretty sweet. I really want a regional version of Pidgey now, though, that we, we talk about it. I think that'd be sweet. I think like a revisit to Pidgey would be, everybody would love it. I mean, I think, I think like five of the nine regional birds need to revisit because mm-hmm. they're bad typing. They should, <laughs> I, I love Pidgey. I love yeah. Pidgey, but every the normal route, flying wasn't good then. Agreed. And, and what <laughs> my thought is that every single Route 1 bird should be reworked until they're as interesting as Talonflame. Yeah. And they like they did a fantastic job in Paldeo yeah. with uh, – its name is escaping me right now. But the electric bird, which is oh, very uh, cool. Uh, uh, Watchroll. Watchroll, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big fan of that Pokemon. It's sweet. I love its face, its eyes. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways. Yeah. On to this week's Pokepole. Which Mega Evolution would you like to see released next? And what's your best guess when we'll see it? Now, there's a lot of powerhouses left. And at some point, Niantic is going to have to cave. Mm-hmm. So I must say, don't write in and say Mega Mewtwo, because that's boring. <laughs> I, I Okay, so I worded this question in such a way that if you just say Mega Mewtwo, we're not going to read your answer because you're not answering the question. <laughs> uh, man, I okay. As for an answer, though, oh, there's a couple. <sighs> Mine is Mega Camera Up During the Summer. Okay, sure. I I seriously, dude, for some reason, I've just got a good feeling about it. I just do. I, oh, but we just got Salamence. I was going to say Metagross, but it's been too soon. No, no. Mm. I'm going to say Metagross, and I think it's going to be sooner than later because they can mostly finish off Gen 3 with that. Like the 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 key stuff, and then they leave Mega Rayquaza for like a collection thing at the end of the summer or something. Yeah, and they feature okay. they can feature the stuff during the summer of Go that they do for this year, whatever that ends up looking like, and then end the year with end the summer with Mega Rayquaza. So with like a like, like a, a finale event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. And Mega Rayquaza would would need to be put in a very monumental position like that. Like it would need to be a celebration type Pokemon. It would, it would you need to like you need to like build up your whole thing to like we have to deal with Mega Rayquaza. How do we deal with it? Blah blah blah. <laughs> Rescue Shadow Mega Rayquaza from yeah. Giovanni. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. But but yeah yeah. Okay, so dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which was. Which Mega Evolution would you like to see released next? And what's your best guess when we'll see it? Note that this question is not just which Mega Evolution would you like to see released next? Because <laughs> we all know that answer. Um, you can answer that question when we post it on Twitter. If you're a patron of ours in the Polkapole Discord channel, you can also call in and leave it as a voicemail. The voicemail number is 262-586-7717. Or you can send us an email, old-fashioned way, to mail at GoCastPodcast.com. 
com. You can also send us voice messages that are pre-recorded uh, via email. If you don't want to call, we take those as well. No problem. Uh, but before we get to any of that, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi uh, for this week's PVP corner. And they're going to be covering, among other things, Electric Cup, uh, Ember Cup, Factions, Play Pokemon events. I think the next one's Liverpool. I don't remember off the top of my head, so don't quote me on that. And much, much more. Over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on a Hater. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that takes animated fighting Pokemon way too seriously. DeFi, what is going on in PvP? Well, let's go ahead and start off with the last week of Go Battle League, especially Go Battle Weekend. We had 200 battles. I did them all. It was a marathon. How did yours go, Fish? Uh, I didn't actually get to do all of my battles. Busy weekend by my standards. Um, so I tried to get as many battles in as I could. I talked last week about how I dropped like a stone during Master League. Um, I tried some great league here and I was basically, I, I did not regain anything. I didn't lose much, but I didn't regain much of that ELO either. So I'm just hovering back and forth around the 2300 mark. What about you? Hey, I'm exactly the same. During Go Battle Weekend, I actually gained about 200 ELO because I was hey. hanging out around the 2100s, but now I'm in the 2300s, just like you. Okay, so we're going to match up. I was going to say, we probably <laughs> battle at very different times. I've, yeah, that's true. However, since Go Battle Weekend, I've really been just stuck in the 2300s. I'm not loving the Open Great League right now. I don't love that. I see so much Bastiodon and Shadow Razor Leaf, and it feels like a restricted meta, even though it's not, because I see so many of the same Pokemon. Trevenant, mm -hmm. Noctowl, Galarian Stunfisk, Lantern. Metacham. Metacham. Mm. And it's something that I've, I've brought it up a bunch of times before. Uh, it bears saying again, I feel like uh, a, a good meta is one where all of the top Pokemon have a lot of playability against each other so like i i've brought up the example in the past of even during holiday cup you had aurorus which was great but obstagoon was a hard counter to it but you know if you played that right you land a meteor beam suddenly things change up you you build up some extra energy you hit it with a flurry of weather balls in the end game and you can overcome that matchup whereas in great league like you can play you can be outplaying your opponent like crazy, and then uh, you, you've got like Lantern with two shields against, and and they bring out Trevenant in the back, and you're like, well, that was fun, and and just quit. Like, there's um, it's all very rock paper scissors, all very hard wall situations there at the moment. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling too. I've been trying to use Frostlass a bit more, but it's tough. Even when I bring it in as my pivot, as my safe swap, you give it energy. There's just too many things that it just cannot mm -hmm. chew through. Like you can't get past a Bastionon. You can barely eke out against a Galarian Stunfisk, but only if your opponent lets you. <laughs> right, yeah. It is, it is rough. I've been hearing some people say, obviously, like we've been just concentrating on Great League. Other people prefer to play Master League or 
Ultra League, and I've been hearing people say uh, Ultra League in particular isn't as susceptible to RPS, um, but I, I can't confirm or deny because I have not tried it myself. Yeah, I've heard similar things. I think it's because the Pokemon are so much bulkier that you tend to have time to switch things out and maybe win back a matchup. The battles take a lot longer. I think it just gives you more time. But we have some new metas coming right around the corner. We have Open Great League coming up if you want to continue with that. Or we have the Weather Cup, which is something I'm excited to try. For the Weather Cup, only Fire, Water, Ice, and Rock-type Pokemon are eligible. Your top 10 species on pvpoke.com are Lantern, uh, Cradilly, both the Shadow and Normal, Abomasnow, both the Shadow and Regular, XL Lilip, Ludicolo, Swampert, both the Shadow and re- uh, Regular, XL Bastiodon, Araquanid, Pelipper, and Toxapex. So some interesting picks in here. I love that Cradilly so good that even XL Leap makes the top <laughs> 10. So you can tell how good Cradilly is going to be. I think we're going to see some Razor Leaf with Ludicolo, just kind of trying to mow down the Swamperts out there. What do you think, Fish? And Snow as well uh, is actually recommended with Razor Leaf on PV Poke rather than Powder Snow. So that kind of gives you an indication of how important grass damage is going to be in this meta. Palatown PvP did their weekly breakdown of the upcoming meta recently, and during that we worked out that there's actually really not much in terms of good fire Pokemon in this meta. Really, Blaziken is the only truly viable one, then maybe a Charizard, but after after that there's not much there. So grass is going to be largely unchecked. Another note that I'll add is with the Leap, the recommendation is for Bullet Seed as its fast move. Bullet Seed is an unattainable move, even by Elite TM. So if you want to run Leap, your best bet is Infestation, and that doesn't make it as good. It's still pretty good. It still generates energy at almost the same rate, but not as good as number whatever it is, four on PV Poke. Next meta we will have is Open Great League and the Electric Cup Great League Edition. Just like we said last week, it's exactly what it sounds like. Electric types only. Chargebug and Stunfisk are banned. We have our official PV Poke Top 10, which is very different than our initial predictions. So the PV Poke Top 10, which is essentially the entire meta. These are really the only Pokemon you're going to see. Lantern running Water Gun. Vicavolt. Galvantula running Fury Cutter and Energy Ball. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Minan, Alolan Graveler, Alolan Geodude XL, Alolan Golem, Electrode, Hisuian Electrode, and Heliolisk making an appearance at number 10. Fish, what are your thoughts on this PV Poke Talk 10? Triple Geodude line. Let's go. Yes, I have them all. Like, I have a level 50 Alolan Geodude, best buddy oh, yes. hundo. I feel like I have to. That's, uh, like, has that got Volt Switch as well, or is that just Rock Throw? I think it has Volt Switch. Let me look. Her name is Toph. All right, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? There you go. Yeah, Toph has Volt Switch, Thunderbolt, and Rock Slide. Yeah, right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, perfectly viable, which is why it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's, uh, reasonable plan i mean i don't know how it would go against any lantern yeah. <laughs> and also there's a 
couple of mud slappers around. But I mean, apart from that, if you can avoid all of that, <laughs> then you might have some play. Yeah. Uh, speaking of mud slappers, we've we've been talking about Charger Bug like crazy, but we haven't talked about Vicavolt. Vicavolt being the evolved form, I didn't know it had mud slap at all. It's not often the move you'd want. We never think about it. But in this particular meta, with all these electric types around, some that are double weak to ground type, you mud slap it up. I just put in the team in PV poke of all three Alolans in Electric yeah. Cup. Um, you have a lot of threats. It has A for coverage, which is hilarious to me, <laughs> um, and a D for bulk. But <laughs> yeah, like against the whole meta, which is very small, like you're going to beat the crap out of every Zapdos, Amolga, Electrovire, Dedene, Electrode, um, Galvantula would just get <laughs> wrecked. And you would actually beat Vicavolt if you run them all with Rock Throw. Right, right. There you go. And the idea behind a lot of those teams where multiple Pokemon perform the same role is that the counters can never take out all of those Pokemon on its own. So, like, yeah, you if if you run triple Geodude line and you do run into a Lantern, then there's a good chance that, like, yeah, your first Pokemon will go down, maybe your, your Graveler. Um, but then, you know, Golem comes out and finishes the job and then they've got no more counters for example, to take out the rest of that team. I feel like I have to do it at least once because I have all three. <laughs> I mean, like I have a high that's rank. Content. That's content that's for content. sure. <laughs> but the thing is you have to keep the Geodude in the back. Why is that? Because you can have the Graveler or the Golem in the lead and they won't really suspect anything. Right, and then right, you bring okay. out the Graveler, and they're just like, oh, this is just like an ABB or an ABA. And then they're like, what? It's AAA? It's AAA? It's AAA. It's AAA. Moving right along. February 2nd to February 9th. We'll cover it more when we get closer, but that is going to be the Open Ultra League and Ultra League Premiere. Premiere being no legendaries, mythicals, or ultra beasts. Note that neither of these are classics. We got to get used to it because classic is going away. So you will see level 50 Pokemon in both of these leagues. Let's go ahead and grab our self check-in really quick. We have Ember Cup. I'm in only two tournaments for Ember Cup for individual Sylph because I don't like this meta. The more I play it... <laughs> The more I dislike it. I did in my tournament that I just checked into bring a Dedene from our conversation last week. We'll see how it goes. I'm nervous for all the Hisuian quillfish I'm going to come up against, but we'll try <laughs> Dedene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hope it works for you. Um, actually seeing a bigger and bigger uptick each week in the hype around my noon or Minen. How do you pronounce it? I think it's just Minen. Minin? Yeah, that sounds more appropriate. Like um, minus? Yes, yes. Um, but with it actually has Quick Attack as a fast move, which serves it better than Spark. It's got the same energy generation, doesn't have the same type attack bonus, but it still beats your Polyrath and your Charizard with the Quick Attack, and it also gives you a bit more pressure against a Piloswine, which is obviously the big problem for all the electrics in this meta the fact that it has grass knot as well means that uh, mine can actually legitimately hold its own against the pilot swine which really n none of the other electrics can like uh electivire 
can hit with an ice punch, but it, the pile of swine still can survive two ice punches without breaking a sweat. And, you know, it's the Electivire has to shield any avalanche that comes its way. So mining with its extra bulk, looking good. Yeah, definitely an interesting pick if you have it. I don't know if I've ever built a Minon. I'm not really sure I've ever made one, but I know it's it can be good when given the right meta to shine. Yep, yep. And uh, so, I mean, Dedene's a good pick as well, though. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes. I have the rank seven minon. <laughs> I just haven't built it, and it, you, it like it has to be kind of big. It, it goes almost to level forty. Okay, so you need a significant amount of minon candy. <laughs> Dedene doesn't have that uh, issue, but then it it does have the issue that most Pokemon in this meta have, which is it do- can't really take much of a hit. True. For my Ember Cup battles, I have been going, actually been amazed how well I've been going, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I'm 8-2 and two right now. Wow. Yeah. For battles? Are those battles or rounds? It's rounds. I've won eight rounds, lost two of them. And also I'm back playing Gym Breakers for Australia and I had four Ember Cup matchups there. I won... Two of them 3-0. I got 2-1 for another one, and I did lose 1-2 on the fourth one. But yeah, this has been going really well for me. So if you you say you're hating Ember, I'm having actually the opposite experience. Yeah, I think I just don't love the team that I used in my first tournament that I picked up. Uh, I love Charizard, Polyrath, Peloswine, Gliscor. Like Those yeah. four are great. Uh, don't love Victini. Okay. Let me rephrase. I love Victini. <laughs> I don't love Victini here yeah. because I have Charizard and Charizard does a lot of the things Victini does, but better. Mm-hmm. And I also have Trevenant, which just isn't doing what I need it to do. It's not a bad pick. We talked about it a bit last week, but I'm just not finding the right matchups with it. Right. So the team that I did in my other tournament i swapped out victini and trevenant and instead i brought the dedene and i made a hisuian quillfish i'm currently two and one with my battles okay that's that's good you're in the positive you're in the green we'll see we'll see we'll see how long it stays there it's precarious it's quite precarious all right Let's move into play Pokemon. Upcoming events this weekend. We have Liverpool in Great Britain. We There are about 130 players registered. It should be a really gr- good tournament. We have four Shoutcasters in Lundberger, Adelian, Inadequence, and Leonard Koenig. Our casting, which should be great. I'm really excited to tune into that stream. So we'll cover a little bit about it next week. Then we have Orlando, Florida, which is going to be February 3rd to the 5th. Registrations are open. Uh, 107 registered. And that was pretty much on the first day. So let's see if we can get that up to that 128. If you are near Orlando, please go register. It is such a good time. The tournament will be stacked and fun. There will be a lot of good people. And it's, it's just a good time. And then fish for you, OCIC, we finally got news. Registration opens tomorrow for you. For you, it'll be Friday, January 20th. In the States, that'll be the 19th. 
And yeah, registration opens. Are you mm. excited? I am uh, nervous, but excited as well. Last season when Melbourne opened, it was it was funny. There was actually they obviously just did not think that there would be a huge demand for Pokemon Go in that particular regional, especially seeing how low the numbers were in Perth. So they only had room for 17 spots in Melbourne and it sold out in 30 minutes. <laughs> and so they had to like make some kind of arrangements. They hired out another room in the, in the building that they were in so they could accommodate more people. And, you know, it ended up, they reopened the bookings and they ended up getting a good number of 56. I don't know how much room they've prepared for this time. <laughs> so there might be a situation where, I have to be waiting there on the computer for, you know, 8 a.m. 8 to come around so I can snap up a ticket quickly. Well, best of luck. Since it is an international, I'm sure they're going to have enough space booked. Uh, the internationals are huge. If you've seen footage from like LAIC or EUIC or NAIC, so I'm sure it's going to be great. And I'm excited. I'm excited to hear and talk about it next week. We also have Knoxville, Tennessee registration open. There's 42 players registered in Knoxville, so plenty of spaces. So if you are in the Tennessee area of the United States, go register. It'll be a good time. Definitely head over there. And then we also have Bochum in Germany, February 24th through the 26th. And registration also opens for us, it is tomorrow. So lots of registrations just starting to happen. For Pokemon Go, there'll be 96 tickets available. So I'm guessing that's going to sell out pretty fast. One other thing I just wanted to really quickly note, if you are going to some of these tournaments and you're thinking, I've never done a show six tournament before. Like I've never really done the Silph Arena. I, I've never done like an open Great League show six before. An organization, Mazer Gaming, an organization I'm part of, is doing something called Regional Rumble Tournaments. They're every single Thursday leading up all the way through these regional tournaments. And it's a good way to practice. So they host practice tournaments for the Open Great League, where you can kind of get your feet wet and try doing Open Great League in a show six format if you've never done it before, or you've done it a ton of times and you just want to practice. It's free. And just a nice way to practice with other people, maybe get some team ideas. So you can check that out through Mazer Gaming. Hit me up if you have any questions. But free tournament, open to the public, nice, easy practice. Next up, we have a mailbag. A couple of letters in from some listeners. The first one comes from Illusion, who says, Hope you guys are having a wonderful 2023. I'm really hoping to get a Zekrom for Ultra League. I feel like electric is a very good typing because of the wing attack meta. What do you think? If you have time, could you please tell me a team I could play in the Ultra League with movesets too, please? I have access to all that Ultra League CP. Obstagoon, Dragonite, Chandelure, Gyarados, Roserade, Hydragon, Walrein, Eveltal, Togekiss, Trevenant, Giratine R, Charizard, Umbreon, Machamp and the Hitmon Chicken things. The Hitmon Chicken <laughs> things. The Galarian Zapdos. Uh, no, bla combat the Combustion. Yeah, uh, no, Blaziken. Or, well, I mean, Hit Hitmon 
prefers to like hit one chan and hit one top, which can be ultra league level. But they seem like r- pretty random ones to have built for ultra league. So maybe it is Blaziken. Hitmon chicken thing. I cannot think Galarian <laughs> Zapdos. That's the only because it's like Hitmon Lee with the legs. Yeah, yeah. I, I sincerely wish it was actually called Hitmon Chicken. Same. <laughs> uh, that's a much better name for it. However, so taking a look at that team, if you would like to use Zekrom, Zekrom's rated pretty low in the Ultra League, but it does have some solid wins, beating things like Tapufini and Registeel, uh, Obstagoon, and Polion, Talonflame. So it does have some really solid wins. You just have to watch out because it loses to stuff like Giratina Altered, Swampert, Trevenant. There's a lot that you really need to watch out for, especially those ground types, since Zekrom really can't do a ton about ground type Pokemon and they're going to be able to fire earthquakes it's going to be bad news so you're going to want to build your team to be able to counter ground and maybe other dragons maybe that Trevenant so I think pairing it with your own Trevenant would be a really good pair for Zekrom if that's the Pokemon you are really wanting to use yeah I agree I think out of the Pokemon you've listed those two are like make the best core for Zekrom, you would want Dragon Breath as your fast move, and you probably want Crunch as one of your charge moves. The other charge move, you could really choose between Wild Charge and Fusion Bolt. Now, Fusion Bolt is a raid-exclusive move, so you would have to have a Zekrom that was in the last rotation of raids. If not, Wild Charge is pretty much the same thing. It does 10 more damage then Fusion Bolt, so slightly more, but it also debuffs you two stages. So there's really like pros and cons there. It's hard to tell which one is is actually better than the other. And for Trevenant, there's not much question there. You want Shadow Claw as your fast move and Shadow Ball and Seed Bomb as your charge moves. For a third Pokemon, you need something that can, we call it a pivot. It's something that can try and win you back switch advantage if you lose the lead. And probably the best two I can see here are Gyarados. Although with Gyarados, we might be struggling a little with like a fairy in the lead, especially if you're running Dragon Breath instead of Waterfall for Gyarados. Or Walrein is another option. So if you want to run Walrein, I'd go Powder Snow, Icicle Spear, and Earthquake. If you want to run the Gyarados, you can go either Dragon Breath or Waterfall and Aquatail and Crunch as the charge moves. So thank you so much, uh, Illusion, for your email. Let us know how that team works out for you. We also have an email from Kevin about held items. Kevin says, hello, Fish and DeFi. I was just curious that if Niantic gave us held items, finally, and you could give an Everstone to an unevolved Pokemon to boost its defense, which would you choose? Or do you see other held items being more useful? I'm interested in the topic of them in the field of PvP and would love your thoughts. 5-0 set vibes all. And Kevin. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so for me, I've I've said in the past that I wouldn't want to see any of those extra things that the main series games has to make it more complicated. Because I, I like the simplicity of Pokemon Go. I'm now in a different place. I would like to see a little more complexity in 
the battle mechanics of the game. However, I think for me, before held items, I would absolutely put um, status effects in as the first thing that I do to to increase that complexity. And then after that, I'd probably have abilities over held items. What do you think? I would absolutely not want abilities in Pokemon Go. I think that would. <laughs> I think that would break. I don't. I think it would break everything. Because if you think about it, held items, you could introduce five held items into pvp and it would drastically affect things i think for an item that would be able to buff defense i think the eviolite would work better than the um, everstone that you mentioned i think eviolite better fits with how it works in the main series games or you could do the assault vest or you could do just like pick five held items and i think that would drastically affect pvp if you introduce abilities into this game, you have to code the ability into each and every one of the 1,008 Pokemon. I think it would break everything. And I think that Pokemon Go moves too fast as a game to be able to take all of those abilities into account. Just because a lot of the abilities in the game are so complex. Mm and so tuned to what the main series game is, I think the idea of held items is a lot more easily transferable. For example, we see held items in a game like Unite. And I think it works really well there. You have a very limited number of items that you can use, and they apply the same to any Pokemon. An ability is going to work so different, and you can have multiple abilities on a Pokemon, Mm. like Pokemon have hidden abilities, or maybe like a Zigzagoon might have several abilities and it's just random chance are you going to then give us the chance to change the ability you could have a simplified version of abilities as well though like you could only have six maybe uh, possible abilities each pokemon can only have one of those six and yeah it would be it would be random which ability your particular pokemon that you've caught has but um depending on what the abilities are i don't think it would it would make it too broken. Yeah, I just, I don't think that's the way they would do it because that's too, like, it just doesn't mesh enough with how it works in the main series, like how it works sure. in Pokemon that I don't think they would do that unless they invented new abilities. Inventing new abilities. I oh, I don't think they would do that because they try and keep all those things uh, consistent with the main series. So I don't think they'd invent new abilities, but I, I could right. see them like introducing a very simplified version of abilities. Uh, I guess no way, because no, then you'd end up giving an ability to a Pokemon that doesn't naturally get it. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So you've mentioned Assault Vest and Eviolite as a couple of items you'd like to see. What other items do you want to see in the game? Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> Well, depending on how complex you want to go, there's the ability shield, which protects the holder from having its ability changed by others. Mm -hmm. So if you have an ability that like messes with your opponent's ability, you can have a shield and be like, nah, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, Nah, there is, I forget which belt it is, but one of the belts keeps you from being one hit KO'd. Okay. There's an item that does that, and I think that would be very good. 
I I do like that. That sounds very interesting. So you like, survive on like one HP. Yeah, focus band, focus band. It's focus band or focus sash. Those are the two that uh, keep you from being knocked out completely. Because even if you do survive on one HP, you've still only got one more fast move before you do KO. So like it would be great for like uh, charge move priority ties in the end game where you don't have a shield. Uh, so it kind of acts as a third shield there and you, allows you to get that charge move off or maybe uh you know that they're one counter away from fainting and so you manage to survive that charge move to to get off that last counter i i agree it it would be very interesting there's something called a quick claw which it lets the holder move first occasionally so that could make it so your pokemon wins cmp even if it normally wouldn't oh that's really cool i like that so yeah there's like if we did for example like, we don't really have critical hits, but there are moves that increases the chance for critical hits to happen. So that one I'm not so sure about because the, the way PvP is structured at the moment, particularly in Great League, Pokemon are so glassy and, and moves are doing so much damage that if you then multiplied it by another 1.5, I think that might be a bit too broken. But, I mean, the others I I, I love the idea of. Yeah, so I think there's ways. There's also... Um, most items i feel like are the kind that boost the power of a certain move like you have the plates like the pixie plate uh boost the holder's fairy type moves or the poison barb boosts poison type moves there's also i think it might be more interesting to do the gems um where it boosts the power of a point like a move one time so like the poison gem will boost the power of like for example one poison type charge move you'll get a little boost on that first one you throw and then the rest go back to normal and then it's used up this is a bit off topic but i just had this thought of like what if they allowed weather boosts in pvp that if you implement weather and specifically weather and terrain is another thing that's in the main series game where you can have like like there's not electric weather <laughs> but there's electric yeah. terrain that affects the battlefield and affects how moves work so that could be interesting as well like those those are all things i could see them implementing before abilities all of these other things <laughs> i think would be impl- i think status effects i think held items i think weather or terrain all would be <laughs> implemented (laughs) before abilities i just think it's abilities would be way too complement to code Mm -hmm. and have it not ruin everything how interesting do you think it would make the whole team building process if you had to take into account what the weather would be on the day of your battles well i think i don't know if it would work that way i think it would be (laughs) like there's a special like go battle league cup like during the electric cup like electric type moves are boosted. Oh, or yeah, during, that's a cool way of doing it. Or during the weather cup, it's like randomized. Like you're gonna get <laughs> some kind of interesting weather. Yeah, yeah. Because the weather by you and the weather by me are different. How would you choose? So I think it would be more of like a novelty thing. But again, what happened before abilities, fish? There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get it. No abilities in Pokemon Go. They will introduce introduce long-distance trading before they do abilities. 
Just give me sleep, poison, paralysis. I'll be happy. Okay. Okay. That maybe. I could see them maybe doing something with that. Do we have anything else to say on that? Or do you think <laughs> I we've think we said a that? lot. Yeah. I think we've exhausted <laughs> that, but it was interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kevin. That was such a fun discussion. And it allowed me to use a little bit of my knowledge of the main series games. <laughs> so that was really fun for me. Thank you. Let's go ahead and get into our shameless plugs. Fish, what's going on in Pallet Town? Well, I would have loved to have promoted the FSPN, which is the factions version of ESPN, where they showcase two of the Emerald tier, the top tier teams battling against each other. I I got the opportunity to shoutcast that. I only got the notice like two days ago, and I was actually done with it this morning. So uh, (laughs) unfortunately, I can't promote that. But the VOD will still be on the Silphorina Twitch channel. If you want to check that out, there are some great battles. It was a really close match in the end between Infinity Go Black and Infinity Go White. So check that out. Other than that, we've got the breakdown of the Weather Cup on the Pallet Town PvP YouTube channel, which you can check out. That is Pallet Town PvP on YouTube. And myself and Lyle Jeffs are now trying to work out a time where we can break down the Nyad Cup which is starting in just 12 days, DeFi. It's crazy. I'm ready. I know you're loving Ember Cup. I am not. So I'm <laughs> ready to try something new. You know what? I just had this thought. You know, if I'm doing so well in Ember, maybe I should join more tournaments to like stack out my like more of my 40 rounds in, in this cup. Then that's a decision I have to make. Oh, do I really want to do that? Anyway, I'll, I'll make that decision later. In the meantime... We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box, which Chris talks about at the end of the show. And in the show description, you can click more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Fish and DeFi-E, for yet another wonderful, really worthy of award-winning uh, segment. We appreciate the two of you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Kyle, we're on the other side of PvP Corner. Uh, my the, the, sh- the sun is shining so brightly I can barely see. Can you point me in the right direction? Where are we headed? It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. Oh, and one voicemail. Oh, man, my throat. <laughs> can't do it all right we're gonna listen to our one email first and this one is from our good friend sports hisui and ryan hey go cast it's hisui and ryan here hope you're doing well um i was just calling because i had like random thoughts from the week uh first of all i caught a shiny dedene a couple hours ago and i was absolutely elated it was like one of those few moments that like i won't forget for a long time in Go. Awesome. I love electric types. Electric and ghost types are my favorite two types. And uh, the Dene is a specially favorite po- Pokemon of mine. Uh, so, so really thrilled to have found a shiny Dene. And it was um, in my in my garage. So uh, easy catch there. Um, just finished Go Battle Day weekend. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Got a lot of Stardust. Got one little spicy thought about that. So... Mm-hmm. A couple of times, there was, there was a trainer who uh, would just kind of quit out, quit out of the game, you know? So their Pokemon would stop moving. This was at the beginning of the match, so I have to farm down all three of their Pokemon. <sighs> and 
I know, I know it hurts to lose. It, it hurts me too. But you know, if you would just consider it the little exit button in the top left corner, (laughs) we would all just hurt a little bit less. So there's, there's my thought on that. Uh, okay. So I've got a goal to set and it's to have 10 of every single type of Pokemon built for PvP. And I'm only missing three. I'm only missing three. So I'm missing Fairy, Dragon, and Ice. So I think I'm going to build like a Mr. Rhyme and a Dragonair. I've got this nice shadow Dragonair waiting. Uh, And what was the other one? What was the other one? Dragon Ice Fairy. I don't know what other fairy I want to build. Yeah, I don't know. I'll use it that much. They're all right. They're okay. Uh, Anyways. That's my goal. That's my goal. Hopefully I'll hit that pretty soon. Anyways, take care. Have a great week. Bye. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Ryan. That was a great voicemail. Are there even 10 fairy types at the very least that are worthy of being PVP ready? Yeah. I think if you went across leagues, you'd be fine. You got to make two token kiss in that instance. Three Wigglytuffs. Make a fourth one just for fun. I don't think Wigglytuff <laughs> tops out enough to be used. No, Clefable. You're going to be running three Clefable, or sorry, two Clefable at least, though. Yeah, there you go. Trunk Clefable is really strong. Wigglytuff is strong for similar reasons, but anyway, look, look at us talking like we know what we're talking about PvP. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, one thing I got to say here is that middle part about people leaving and you being like, you know, maybe it would hurt a little bit less if you just quit like a normal human being. I got to tell you. That was like the manifestation of the energy of the painting nails emoji for a hot second. I loved it. <laughs> that was so good, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but Kyle and I will never forgive you for getting the shiny today when neither of us were able to find one. Not that, you know, Kyle wanted one, but it's just a line that's drawn in the sand. You know, it's yeah, personal. It was, it's rare. That's all. It, that's all that matters. <laughs> it's rare. It's rare. Exactly. Uh, but thank you very much for the voicemail, Ryan. Appreciate it. Nice hearing from you. And so we've got two other emails this week here to read. I'm going to read the first one. Uh, This one's from Liz. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. I've been listening since October and I'm working my way through your back end episodes. But I'm also keeping up with the newer episodes and your comments about Spain and the bonus Scarlet and Violet part one episode have me face palming almost immediately. Guys, (laughs) Spanish people do not like spicy food. I have a good friend who has lived there for years and her spicy tolerance has nosedived because she never eats it over there. They love savory food and seafood and wine. Think paella, 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 and patatas bravas. I know that was nitpicky, so thanks for reading. Can't wait for part two. (laughs) Love the pod and hearing how much you guys have improved since 2018. Sincerely, Liz. Okay, so I saw this email. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And sure enough, I Googled. I'm like, is, is Spain known for spicy food? And one of the first responses, Kyle, was a lot of people believe the myth that Spanish culture is all about spicy food. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what we said, though. Well, we were just talking about uh, general points of theming in part uh-huh. one because we were talking about it generally speaking, right? We were talking about how it, the, the region that it is inspired after or set in, so to speak, right, is Spain. And so we were talking about how there's like peppers and things like that because of spicy food. Apparently, that's not true. So I guess consider this an official retraction, oh. I suppose. Um, but let me just substitute in. Is anybody surprised that we didn't know that? <laughs> I'm not surprised I didn't know that. I'm 
a little surprised that I just, maybe I just maybe I just hold my my understanding much higher regard than it deserves. I think that's true. I think I'm just ignorant. <laughs> I'm just I'm just extremely uncultured, and I'm I'm yeah, aware of that. Fair enough. Well, Liz, thank you so much for saying the record straight. <laughs> and I guess in the future, before we make claims, we'll just Google them <laughs> first. <laughs> I thought for sure that was the case. Gosh, we, we both got got, man. That was too funny. But thank you, Liz. That's it. I just I just want to say oh, oh, bell peppers, <laughs> bell peppers in particular, because talking about oh my god, I can't remember Pokemon names right now. Fue Coco? They're not no, not Fue Coco. Fue Coco is very clearly like a chili pepper or something like that. Scovillain? Scovillain, yeah. Definitely are not hot. That's that's all I'm just saying. Those those bell peppers are sweet. Pepper's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we we can move on, I think. All right. So our last email is from Maxotron. They said, hey, y'all, I'm writing this on the eve of the end of the sparkling fantasy event. I just finished grinding out the last little bit of my goals for this event, which involved around 2 million experience over the course of a couple of days. XL candy for Dratini, Dino, and Bagon. And a new PvP Meryl, Clefairy, and Noibat. Nice. Can I just take a minute to mention how insane the XP from an excellent throw was? I think if it was a first ball, excellent mega weather boosted catch, it was something like 4340 on a lucky egg. Yeah, it's nuts. For the 2 million experience I needed, it boiled down to 460 excellent throws, if that's all I did. That's really not that many excellent throws. Speak for yourself. And fortunately, <laughs> it flowed really well with the goal to get XL candy since I'd get more of those for excellent and mega boosted throws on the three dragons I was targeting. I'm with you, Maxitron. That's not a whole lot. <laughs> that, lo, hang on. No. Well, I'm not going to let that fly. First off, that is a decent amount of excellent throws. Also, considering all of them are on a lucky egg. So, like, if you had okay. a week to do 460 okay. excellent throws, not that bad. But to do 460 in a week all on a lucky egg, yeah, that means not, your 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 play is very targeted. But you're not playing the entire week. In that, you just need to have three or four really like hardcore 30-minute catching sessions. And that's that's, that's, that's just four, that's that's four lucky eggs. I, I stand by the fact that 460 excellent throws in Look, a week is is a healthy amount. I'm not and I'm impressive. not going to say what I want to say, but I'm, what I am going to say is that about an hour in, I did to, to, to this community classic, I did message Kyle and said, hey, man, how are those excellent thr- throws coming? He's like, they're not. <laughs> now, so so in my defense here, okay. <laughs> after you said that, I'm like, all right, now I actually have to try and get excellent throws. Mm-hmm. And it was much better. <laughs> did you hit the groove? No, I mean, it wasn't a groove, but I'd say like... 30% excellent throws, 50% great throws because I misjudged how small the circle was, mm-hmm. and then 5% nice throws for messing up, and the rest were blanks because I missed. I think I think if you're if you're hitting, like on a community day, right, consistently the same Pokemon or Spotlight Hour or whatever, if you're hitting 25 to 30% of the time an excellent throw, I feel like you're kind of you're 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 in the pocket, you know. That's still pretty good because some of these Pokemon are impossibly small. So like, let's just I was, make it an average. I like, was just annoyed because I couldn't really tell the difference in the ring from excellent and great. There needs to be a color difference or something. I was going to say the exact same thing. It'd be awesome oh, if, we whoa. An, if we could have an indicator to show as the ring gets smaller. All right. We're going to move on. There's more to this email, though. Okay. Back to Maxtron. 
I know I'm one of many glowing reviews of this event, but I thought it was really good. The spawns were fantastic. The XL candy and the XP bonuses were excellent. The legendary and mega raids were pretty popular the whole week. And I think my only dislike was the conflict of interest with Go Battle Weekend. Mm-hmm. I did about 125 battles out of 200 available, but it pained me to be cutting into valuable farming candy and XP time to do that. Aside from that, it was a blast. Once I can get the dust, I'll finish maxing my Hydreigon to 50, Salamance to 50, and remake a PvP Azumarill, Clefable, Wigglytuff, and a couple others I got better IVs for. That's a lot of dust waiting on. Our man Nexatron's sitting on 5 million Stardust, burning a hole in his pocket or something. No, like, no. He, wow. he needs the dust. He has nothing, I'm assuming. Oh, once I can get the dust, I'll finish maxing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gotcha. means he's got all the candy waiting and stuff. That's, oh, man. That's Good a steep mountain dust. of dust to climb, yeah. That's like, that's like 2 million dust right there. It's, it's more than that, I think. Uh, the 50s are really expensive. 500k each for each 50, and then the PvP well, Azumarill, if it's actually PvP, is another like 200,000. No, the, the PvP Azumarill will probably be an XL if you were if he's remaking it. Um, yeah, it's a lot of candy. I guess it depends. It depends. I, we, we would need more information. <laughs> so it's a lot of uh, Stardust. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. On a side and final note, my autocorrect usually tries to correct Salamence to Salamanca. With a hard case out on that seat. Yes, I'm sorry. I you nailed it. That. I Look did at pronounce you. that right the first time. Thank you. You nailed it. Oh, points for Kyle. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncultured. I'm not that uncultured. <laughs> I can't help but think of the Bond villain from Man with the Golden Gun, even though he's Scar. I don't actually know this. Scaramanga and not a city in Spain. Hmm. I've seen Man with a Golden Gun once, so I I can't comment, unfortunately. I don't think I've seen any Bond movie. Not even the new ones? No. No. You'd probably like the new ones. They're good. They're they're just good movies. I've been told I need to watch Casino Royale. It's a very good movie. Yeah, it's it's good. It's definitely the best of the three, but we're going to move on. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Last thing I thought of now that we have Mega Salamence out and we can see a side-by-side with Roaring Moon, I have this theory about how Paldea would have warred with Kalos. They both have Megas and Paradox forms that kind of mirror each other. They both have some alternative form of Gardevoir Gallade, Tyranitar, and Salamence. And it makes me wonder if where Kalos' weapon was Mega Energy, Paldea's weapon was time travel in the Paradox form sense. Obviously, time travel in the sense we're used to would be busted powerful in warfare, but bringing back these Paradox forms seems more balanced for gameplay's sake. Yeah. Anyway, just actually. a few thoughts and an unapologetically long email. <laughs> Hope you all meet your goals for this event and shiny vibes all. Maxitron. That is a, a really good takeaway about the whole Kalos Paldea thing. There's a lot of people that are talking about how Kalos is like directly involved with Paldea lore. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Kalos is based off of France. So mm-hmm. it, it's they, they, right next to Paldea, technically, if we're going by real world map our, our real world map yeah yeah I, I, hate, I hate to tell you well they are based on regions they're not based on a real world map hey hey someone tell greg on it's super effective that <laughs> but kanto and johto are connected by a train yes they, they are both japan that's right japan and also japan oh uh, okay even more japan 
also just one more time roaring moon is just mega salamence but better that's kind of all oh my gosh and like design wise too just it's so good it's so good yeah but anyway, thank you very much for the email, Maxotron. Thank you very much for the email as well. Liz, and for setting us straight. By the way, and if anybody ever catches us like like Liz did and was like, look, that's actually not right, please email us. We don't do it on purpose. <laughs> Most of the time, we legitimately just make a mistake. And I would love to hear more of that if it, if that's the case. Um, so anyway, if you'd like to send us an email just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a voicemail like Ryan did this week, you can call uh, 262-586-7717 and leave it there. You can visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast at GoCastPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. You can also help support the show uh, via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And a uh, quick shout out, speaking of patrons, to our elite trainer tier patrons, Thank you so very much to Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Sue and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Moders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Stephen, Nick, and Kelvin. Thank you very much for helping us keep <laughs> the digital lights on. We appreciate you greatly. And if monetary support is not in the cards for you, you've already done it, or you're just not interested in that for some reason, you can also help the show out immensely and for free by leaving us a review wherever reviews are accepted. And of course, uh, I mean... Reviews are just great in general. I just like hearing what people have to say. <laughs> so please, that'd be great. And I think that's it. Oh, we got to set some goals, Kyle. That's the last thing here. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. All right. Got to make more buddy progress. I don't have a solid number that, yeah, we're, we're just going to go with that for right now. All right. When I get closer to best buddy. We'll get there. And then these are a couple of fun ones because there's some special research that I've had just sitting there for a while that I should probably complete now. Okay. I have the level 45 challenge that you got for hitting level 45. Just to remind everybody, I am level 46 now. (laughs) The the step one is battle and go badly 45 times. Oh, no. And I haven't done a single battle since I got that challenge. I think it's time. Yeah. And then on the same note, the something extraordinary one that we just got not that long ago also had a step for battle and go battling that I haven't done yet. So oh, see, that that's yet. why you waited. You were just waiting for the efficiency. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> okay. Mentally, emotionally, and otherwise. <laughs> okay. Mine uh, are to hatch 50 eggs walk 30 kilometers uh not gonna run for the 50 this week because i'm still a little under the weather and i don't want to push it uh and then encounter a galarian bird i've started doing my adventure sync in <laughs> sorry my adventure incense not adventure sync adventure incense uh the daily one when i go out on my walks and i've had a galarian bird encounter on average one per walk that's I actually don't know if that's incredible or not. I, I don't have enough so sample sizes. I, I have a theory that it's been boosted because I, I saw two in one of my walks. I've been seeing people make posts of four or five in a walk. So I think they boosted the rates a little bit. I still think they're impossible to catch, basically. But I think they do show up more often or something like that. So whatever it was, I'm going to try to lean into it. Hopefully it's not a mistake. <laughs> Um, but that's it thank you so much for listening all the way through dear listener and uh, we will see you next week 
for episode 223. Oh, part two of this, the Scarlet and Violet coverage is out. The spoiler one. <laughs> we'll listen to it. Uh, all right. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.